0: You know, one question I often get asked is How can I listen to ad free shows? Well, the answer is simple. You plug directly into your normal podcast app, like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, and you do that through an RSS link. And then you just listen like you always would, except no commercials. Here's something else you may not know you not only get the shows early and ad free, but you also get a ton of bonus content with adfreeshows.com. You also get early access to many of your other favorite wrestling podcasts from William Regal's new show to the Road Dog Brian James to Matt Hardy and so much more, starting at just $9. So quick Scott Steiner math tells us that's less than 20 cents an episode each month. See for yourself what thousands of other wrestling fans have already discovered that adfreeshows.com is the best value in wrestling today. Check it out for yourself at adfreeshows.com. And if you're looking for the ultimate gift for the wrestling fan this Father's Day, you can now give the gift of ad-free shows. Head over to adfreegift.com right now to purchase an adfree show subscription to get over with someone special in your life this Father's Day. That's adfreegift.com.
1: The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
0: The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.
2: This is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing King of the Ring 2002 when I made Hulk Hogan tap. But first, let me introduce to you my co host, Paul Bromwell. How are you doing today, Paul? Hey, Kurt, I'm
1: doing good, man. Good to see you again. And, buddy, we do have a fun one. But before we start today, I thought we'd kick things off with the show to talk about podcasts at the plate because I've had some questions about it. And you and I typically talk about it at the very end of the show when we're going over all our fun announcements at the end. But man, Saturday, August 27th, it's wrestling night at the ballpark for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. And Kurt, you're going to be there. Uh, We're going to be doing a a live podcast together, Q&A style, uh, before the
2: baseball game. It should be fun and exciting. I can't wait.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Listen, it's Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, If you go to their site, so Google Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, and uh, when you pull up their page, you're going to look for schedules and promos. And if you scroll down to August 27th, you're going to see that beautiful man that I'm looking at right now. We all learned about his beautiful blue eyes from Ronda Rousey. You're going to see him, his picture, and you're going to see all the details about this event, uh, wrestling night, at the ballpark it is right outside green bay wisconsin uh kurt i thought we'd talk about it this week because you and i both just got locked in with our airfare this week so we're going man
2: yeah we, we made our flight reservations we're ready to go <laughs> so we're going and we hope to see you there
1: again you'll have meet and greet opportunities with kurt uh, i'll be there helping to facilitate the q a the plan is for kurt with brand new knees to be out there and throwing out the first pitch you think you're gonna I be go, ready
2: just to get ready for this event first pitch i'm gonna throw it out there <laughs>
1: So we're going to have a lot of fun. So again, Wisconsin Timber Rattlers, check it out and join us, uh, for that big event on Saturday, August 27th. And so we wanted to share that with everybody at the top of the show this time around, but Kurt, uh, let's jump into it, man. What a last couple of weeks that it's been on the Kurt angle show.
2: Certainly. Yes.
1: I mean, you've got Ronda Rousey, which, man, that's been a buzz. Every time I turn around, I see wrestling news uh, headlines with stories from Ronda and all the stories she was sharing, some of the comments she made. Uh, So that was a lot of fun. We talked about when you were crowned king, and now this week, it's King of the Ring 2002, and this is your big one-on-one match with the immortal Hulk Hogan. Are you excited about this?
2: I was really excited. Um, You know, I wasn't nervous at all. I was absolutely elated to be able to wrestle the most popular guy in the history of the business. I mean, Hulk Hogan was a mainstream name, you know, back when I was in high school and junior high. And uh, I didn't even I wasn't even a wrestling fan. And I knew who he was. All my friends idolized him. And uh, knowing that I was going to be able to uh, be in the ring with him was a great opportunity. I was very excited about it.
1: Dude, as you should be, man. I, I was a child of the '80s growing up, and I saw, you know, Hogan and Mr. T. Then moving on to Hogan and Andre, Hogan and Savage, Ultimate Warrior. You name it, man. That was my childhood watching wrestling with my big bowl he had of cereal. A
2: lot of events, yeah, man. A lot of superstars, yes.
1: I mean, he had cartoons. I watched Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. He was all over. So here you go. We have our American hero, uh, hero, and Kurt Angle. And he's going to take on one of, a uh, you know, wrestling icons. So let's get into it, man. Let's tell the story a little bit here. So your first appearance after being Shea bald was at a SmackDown in Tupelo, Mississippi. And man, they hammed it up for a little while before we uh, got to see you bald. And in the first segment with Christian backstage, you come, uh, you're, you're there with Christian backstage. Then you come out to the ring. You've got this horrible wig, which we're <laughs> going to make fun of relentlessly this week on the show. You're wearing the headgear. Uh, and then uh, Maven comes out. He interrupts you. But we've got the clip, dude. Do you want to check it out? Let's see it, man. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's take a look at uh, at this guy we love, Kurt Angle. Here we go. Could you absolutely
3: sure that you are. Christian, I have to.
4: I don't want to, but I have to go out there tonight. Christian, give me a favor. Touch these. Dude. No, no, these. Oh. Feel them, I'm Christian. Crazy, feel them, man. Feel That's real gold. I know. It's heavy. I didn't get the right to wear these babies by backing down. I mean, I have to treat this tonight as a positive. Going out there tonight would be one of the most courageous things I've ever done. As if I wasn't enough of a hero already. You're right. And if you want to look at this as a positive, at least these people won't be chanting, You suck. Of course they won't. <laughs> yeah. They'll be chanting, You're bald. <laughs> you're bald. You're bald. It's kind of catchy. You're, you're baldly
2: handsome in a manly way.
5: Good luck out there, Kurt.
4: Let's do this.
3: Angles coming out here. Balls That's right ball. I mean, they're me back. I'm telling you, I think Kurt's a little better. I'm surprised oh, everything you guys can What the hell is this? <laughs> oh my God! Kurt! Kurt got that one Rogan he used on Rogan! He got a case of Rogan and put it on his head. In. That's a damn wig. And you know, how do your hair grow back in four days like
4: that? I mean, it's amazing what hair supplements can do these days.
3: In
4: less than a week I was able to regrow my hair To its beautiful natural state Nice medium brown A little curl I even let it grow out a little just for kicks Now I'm sorry that people pay good money To come see some bald pathetic loser Crying in the middle of the ring But look on the bright side there's always Hulk Hogan to look forward to tonight. Excuse me? Do I know you? Talk about disrespectful. Do you work here or something? Oh, you're that guy that wants some contract on MTV or something. That's real impressive. But do you have any idea who you're talking to? I'm Kurt Angle. The Kurt Angle. If you think this is a wig and want it off my head so badly, why don't you come down here and remove it yourself? Well, Kurt
3: just called Maven's call right there. Pulled, huh? Come on, Maven, put up a shut up. Boldy. <laughs> Kurt Angle's so upset that Maven accused him of wearing a wig. He wants Maven to come out and take it out his head. And here comes Maven. Ah! Maven's going to be in trouble. You don't want to do deal an with Angle at this time. And you're right, Kurt Angle is in an intense state ever since losing the match and getting his head shaved Sunday and Judgment Day. Those hair supplements will make you really intense and nutty. Hair supplements. <laughs> and look at that! that nobody takes that away.
1: Okay, where do we start, Kurt? You laughed this the is entire the dumbest time. Dumbest
2: angle ever. <laughs> it really, this is, is oh, th- this is so it's good. So dumb, man. it's hilarious. It is hilarious.
1: The bald, not the bald eagle, the bald angle. I love that's not in the crowd. <laughs> so let's start with the wig, okay? Because did you? What did you use besides? You know, the obviously you had the headgear on to hold it down. Did you have anything else to hold that hair piece on before you started? No, that shooting? was it. That was Jeez. it. That's all that held my hair
2: down. If that strap came off, the hair came off. Too. That thing
1: would have the rug would have flown off. This no, is hilarious. it wasn't a
2: rug, it wasn't even a wig, it was my natural hair. What are you yeah, talking right.
1: about? He's so full of <laughs> shit. Listen, so we so this all sets up later in the night. You get Edge and Maven defeating you and Christian when Maven pins Christian with a roll up. But talk about Maven a little bit. He of course won tough enough the year before this. So what were your thoughts on Maven?
2: I thought he had a bright future. I mean, he won tough enough. Um, you know, he he uh, picked up on it very quickly. Uh, I was surprised that his career didn't last as long as I thought it would, uh, unfortunately for him. But I thought he was a great talent. I think that he did really well and tough enough and I thought he had a bright future.
1: He did, and Kurt. I just, I'm still thinking about what we just watched here. And you got to admit, though, because this has been, this is 20 years ago. So I think, and the beauty of the show is we get to go back and you know sit in our easy chairs and watch it back through and bring some things to your memory, maybe that you kind of tried to forget. But you got to admit, even though this is cheesy, this is some some fun. This is some funny stuff here, and you pulled it off.
2: This is funny, goofy Kurt Angle shit. Definitely. <laughs> this is Have this your Ryan Gwartz written all over it. I have your kids
1: it. seen this? Have they seen this specific one with daddy with the wig on? Have they seen this one? No,
2: not the kids. Okay. I'm not going to show them either.
1: <laughs> oh, you got to show them, man. This is too good. So listen, we move on with the story. The following Smackdown was in Calgary, and we're going to have a big blow off to you versus Edge with a steel cage match in the event. Earlier in the night, though, you had done a sneak attack on Hogan backstage. Again, the build to Hogan. So let's keep that in mind as we watch some of the ending to this match. It's clip two of the week. It is the match with Angle and Edge in a steel cage, Kurt. Let's check this one out.
2: All right. (laughs)
3: I mean, you've got to give it up for how tough this kid oh is. Oh my God! An angle slam! An angle slam from the top An angle is climbing out of the cage. And he's gonna win this thing, and you've you got to take your head off to, to edge. You put up a hell of a fight, and this is gonna be it. Thing. As Edge oh, hangs on. on. Complete desperation. Oh, this is dangerous. This is ugly. Angle head first off the steel. Oh, oh, man. Right on the Olympic jewels. Oh, man. That steel door. That'll curl your hair. Straddled by Kurt Angle. And Angle. As Edge. Ed, Edge has got a hit. No. No, let's going to have something head into this cage. Man, you got to give it to Edge. This guy don't quit. Edge ain't got no quitting no. Tremendous competitors. Edge angle off the top rope. Angle landed on his shoulder. It was up a back. He landed hard. And a bloody Edge now perched on the top rope. Angle spotted him. I think Angle sees Edge sitting up there. Angle sees him. These two combatants face-to-face. <laughs>
2: Dude, that spear looked nasty. It was nasty. He actually got injured there.
3: Yeah,
1: that was not good. Speaking of what didn't look good, and I set the record straight, whenever we see, like nut shots or guys come across the top rope Well, you came across a steel cage door with the nuts <laughs> are you just taking that is that right i mean is there a you way you have
2: to it? man it's 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 take it all or nothing oh <laughs> there, took- there's no way around uh, making it soft it's gonna oh. it's gonna be hard and it's gonna be brutal
1: Oh, so you take one of those two and it's for those, a real nut shot. it's a real nut shot. The nuts, the family jewels are, are getting squished. And for those that, uh, you know, aren't watching us here on ad free shows on video, uh, and seeing the video of all this, Kirk got screwed big time by Hogan. Hogan had come out. The ref had taken a bump earlier in the match. So Hogan comes out and exacts some revenge on you, throws you back into the ring. Cause you had won that match. I had won.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: So, so there you go. So. That's we're, we're moving the storyline along here with why the, uh, the build up here with you and Hogan. But Kurt, I want to pause right here. and I want to talk about uh, something that will help our guys never end up in the situation that you were you were there. And I'm meaning by putting a wig on. and they can do that with keeps. Kurt, did you know that including the both of us, more than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness? There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. And Keeps offers both. That's right. They offer a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair. How, Paul? Well, they have convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. It's amazing. Plus, they offer 24-7 care and support. Keeps has a network of expert medical advisors, prescribers, and care specialists to support you in making your hair goals a reality. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And it's low cost. Their treatments start at just $10 per month. And Keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA-approved medications to prevent hair loss. Never have to end up putting on a wig like Kurt Angle did. Their treatment plans are affordable. Typically, half the cost of pharmacy prices. Keeps as everything your hair needs delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. Remember, prevention is the key. You don't want to look like Kurt and I now and start to try to keep your hair. No, you want to prevent it. And it can take four to six months to see results. So act fast and be patient it will happen when it comes to your hair, save more and spend less. So if you're not a fan of rocking the bald look like Kurt angle and I make sure you do everything you can to hold on to what you have, take action now to prevent hair loss. Go to keeps that's dot com slash Kurt to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's dot com slash Kurt to get your first month free dot com slash
2: why am I just finding out about this now?
1: <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, this could have saved us. Well, Kurt, we only see uh, the ending, but it's such a great match. So we recommend you check out the full thing on Peacock it because really Meltzer, is a great match, yeah. Meltzer gave it four and a quarter in the Observer. Man, again, you know we we talked about some matches, uh, you know, that you had on that first King of the Ring in, in 2000, and he wasn't quite nice to you with the ratings, but man, you're bouncing back here. This is another four-star plus match from Dave and the observer. And we should point out, you mentioned it, that when edge did that flying spear off the top rope for the finish, he tore his labrum, uh, which if you don't know, is the muscle that reinforces the rotator cuff. And it took him about a month, uh, to kind of recover. He took a month off because of it. And man, I tell you what, that injury just came at the worst time for him.
2: Yeah, they were pushing edge hard. They wanted him to be one of the very top stars in the company. And this was really bad timing, unfortunately for Edge. But the good thing was he was only out about a month.
1: Yeah. Guys, I'm telling you, go back and check out uh, that match. You won't be disappointed. Plus, you get to see Kurt running around uh, with a wig on. He looked like a Muppet halfway through. He looked like Beaker from the Muppets the way his hair was standing up. So it was fun. Again, I don't know how you kept the thing on with just the, the-
2: volume of the hair was huge. It was it like, was it huge. Got bigger and bigger. The more I wrestled, the more volume I got. <laughs>
1: Well, the next SmackDown, it's in Oklahoma City, Kurt, and the show opens with a battle royal where the winner would be deemed the number one contender to face the Undertaker uh, for the WWE title at the King of the Ring. Hogan and Triple H were the final two, and both went out at the same time. So they had a match later on. Triple H won. It was for the number one contendership, and you were in this battle royal, Kurt, but were eliminated by Hardcore Holly towards the end of the match. I'm sure Hardcore hadn't forgotten about you breaking his arm with that moonsault a couple of years earlier. So this led to a match between you two later on in the show. Meltzer would say, Angle beat Bob Holly in six fifty nine in a great television match. So Meltzer's obviously loving some Kurt Angle at this point in their <laughs> career. The commentators really tried to push Holly as a big thing. They were pushing so hard. It almost seemed they were trying to get him in the edges spot as the next guy moving up. And Angle did everything in the world for him. At least he fit the part in this match. Angle won with a roll up holding the ropes. Holly laid Angle out once after the match with an Alabama slam, but went for the wig, and Angle gave him a low blow. Angle then grabbed the ring bell, but Holly got it away from him and laid Angle out again. Do you think they were trying to push uh, Holly here for Edge's spot with him being out? And by the way, did he demand no moonsaults ever again, Kurt, when we wrestle?
2: <laughs> I wasn't going to give Bob Holly another moonsault. That was <laughs> not going to happen again. <laughs> Definitely. But, um, I, I don't blame them for pushing Bob Holly. Um, Bob was a, he was a great talent. And if you're going to substitute somebody like a top guy like edge with, with someone else, Bob Hawley's the guy like he's the guy that I would say he's like, uh, he's always on deck, you know, he was never a true main eventer, but he could have been. And I think at this point in time, they didn't know how long edge was going to be out. So they wanted to push somebody else. And Bob was the perfect guy.
1: Yeah, man. You know, when you think about him, he had, he, he had like a stiffer type style. Yes, he did. Very physical. Yeah, but to me, in, in this in this time of the wrestling business, even now, hell, that guy uh, had had everything
2: in terms of just wrestling talent. Yeah, so. he did. He had it all, and and uh, I every match I had with him was great. I absolutely loved working with him. Well, we're going to
1: move away from the storyline stuff for a minute, Kurt, because uh, Raw on June 10th was in Atlanta, and this is where Steve Austin didn't show up, and he walks out the company. Apparently, it was the whole deal with the creative that wanted him to lose to Brock Lesnar. It's been well-documented. Stone Cold's even talked about it. Uh, Austin didn't agree with it, and uh, he he thought, listen, this should be shit saved for a major pay-per-view down the road. Uh, you were wrestling Triple H that night in Florence, South Carolina. What do you remember about Steve walking out on the company here and the reasons that were reported why he did.
2: Well, Steve, you know, they wanted him to do a job for Brock Lesnar who was starting out. And you know what, this match should have entailed a good build up to a big pay-per-view. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin's the huge, biggest name in the business at this time. Brock Lesnar's one of the top guys like uh he was a he was a great college wrestler, there was a lot of hype behind him. Uh he came in and he came in bigger than larger than life. I mean, he was, he main have like within the first two months in the business. And I think Austin felt that this needed a good buildup to a pay-per-view. He didn't want to blow it off on TV. It didn't make sense to him. And also I think that Austin at this particular time was having problems with his lower back. So I think that contributed to it as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be tough too. You know, you're the lead dog, you're carrying the weight of the company and to then all of a sudden that first conversation where, Hey, we know they're grooming this young stud, this guy, they want to put the machine behind. And we want you to, we want you to take the loss, take the L here on raw for him. That's all. That's gotta be a tough pill to swallow. Forget about everything else.
2: Well, I don't think Steve had a problem doing the job. I think he had a problem doing a job in five minutes on TV. Uh, yeah. It just didn't make sense to him. And he, he wanted a good buildup.
1: And and I agree. I just think still anytime you have to start thinking about doing a job and you know, there's going to be people that are chasing you for your spot. It's still going to be a tough, a difficult pill to swallow knowing that. But I think, you know, to your point this business is predicated on building stars and you got, you're going to want to build people that you can ultimately are going to make money for you and help draw. So there's that piece of it too. So you have to build
2: your opponents to be a a main eventer. Yes.
1: Well, let's get back to the road here and uh, you Hogan and the build a King of the ring and Smackdown on June 13th was in Greenville, South Carolina. This is where Hogan challenges you, King of the ring and you and Taker are supposed to face Hogan and triple H in the main event here, but it becomes a handicap match when you and Taker attack Hogan backstage before the match, uh, triple H will get disqualified in the match and then, well, he and Hogan humiliate you a big time and buddy, we got the clip because you have the clip. (laughs) You knew if this means you getting humiliated here on the current angle show, we're going to check it out. So first you're going to accept Hulk Hogan's King of the ring challenge and then we're going to check out the humiliation. Let's say it.
3: Kurt Angle! (laughs) Hey!
5: How did you? Man, you're looking good.
2: Thank you, Mr. McMahon. But you know what? I won't be looking good for very long if Hogan
4: does what he says he's going to do. I mean, do you believe what that old coon said? First of all, he challenges me, Kurt Angle, to a match at King of the Ring, which I gladly accept. But then he says he's going to pull the wig off my head. As if I wear a wig. Come on. Hogan's going to end up pulling the roots of my newly grown hair right out of my scalp. And that's going to hurt. You believe this is my little hair, don't you guys? (laughs) Go ahead. Pull on it. No, no, I believe it. No, it's real. Go ahead. Pull on it. Give it a try. Go ahead. Come on. Uh, <laughs> what the hell's going on? No, no, tonight! You're gonna put us in the ring Is that lunatic out there? Nope.
5: Now listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not afraid of Triple H by no means. But listen, the state of mind that he's in, I just don't know. He's crazy. I understand that. Look, I understand it's a calculated risk of putting the two of you out there as a team. I understand that, but last Monday night... You want to talk about risk? That was the biggest risk of my life, and it paid off. So I know this is a calculated risk out there, but I also know that the two of you, just like me, were all gambling men. And I would suggest to you that tonight, the tag team match with you and Kurt against Hogan and Triple H, I bet it's a pretty safe bet. Well, it better be.
3: Wow.
2: It's amazing that fans go crazy for something that stupid. I mean, I love the fans. That's awesome. But this thing was so dumb. (laughs) Oh, it's so gold. It's
1: comedy gold, my friend. so
2: dumb, it's good.
1: We see, okay, first we see your bare ass. Then we see your bare head. I mean, how can your, uh, this is incredible.
2: I'm bald on both ends.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's no hair on either end. Ah, man. So good. And the crowd is going insane. Absolutely they were, nuts.
2: They were, they were awesome. Yeah.
1: Where, where's the wig? Did, did the props department just take it back or did you hold on to
2: it? As a oh, we, we had to put that thing to rest. Okay. It so badly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never God. watched that thing. Oh never watched God. it. Whenever I'd wrestle somebody, they'd say, Angle, what the fuck? <laughs> like, watch that damn wig. And I wouldn't on purpose.
5: <laughs> oh,
1: Kirk oh man well that is uh man if you're not an AFS member and you want to see the video there's just a reason right there to go back and watch it or or go back and check out Smackdown on Peacock from June 13th 2002
2: this was such a fun time in the business it really oh, was so good yeah.
1: So and that and, th- and there you go and this Triple H again who's pulling your pants down wasn't it he the one who was spanking your ass the last time that we had a show the second time he did it yes <laughs>
2: I think he likes my ass
1: (laughs) (laughs) line of the show. Love it. So, uh, it's June 15th episode. We're moving on. This is just so much hilarity and hijinks. It's a Saturday night show velocity. So it's a brand new show and you defeat hardcore Holly in a rematch. This one, Kurt was actually also taped in Greenville before the Smackdown that we just talked about. And, uh, so I got to think they're putting you on the B show here just to help establish this new show a bit. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. In order to have a, a successful show, you have to put some of your top talent on the show. It was a weekend show. Uh, usually the lower talent usually uh, are the ones that uh, participate in it. But when you start out a show like that, you have to bring some top talent in for people to watch it.
1: Yeah. So there you are, uh, man. So again, you just, not only are you doing everything you did there at SmackDown, but you had wrestled up uh, same night for, for that event too. So put in a little extra effort Kurt was that evening I on June. Did. Oh, that's what he did. this
2: guy. Yes, there you
1: go. And then <laughs> on June sixteenth, man, the next night it's another house show. It's Anaheim, and you wrestled Hogan in a bit of a warm up for King of the Ring. And Meltzer had some comments on that, and I'm going to read them to you here. He said uh, the first Hogan angle match to get them ready for the pay per view saw Hogan go over in a DQ uh, in eleven minutes thirty seconds with a chair shot. Hogan only took one bump from a suplex, but the crowd was hot for the match. After the match, Hogan pulled the wig off, put it on himself and dropped a leg on him, which we saw on SmackDown, uh, told this match would not be good on pay-per-view because it was a lot of stalling and they did little wrestling until the final minutes. I mean, listen, Kurt, obviously this is a house show, not a pay-per-view match, but were you guys taking it easy as far as just, you know, going through the feeling out process, you think?
2: Yeah, yeah. There was no reason to bump Hogan around at a house show. You know, all we needed to do was entertain the fans and give them what they wanted to see. And, you know, at this point in time, I knew that Hogan was going to have to work his ass off at the pay-per-view, and I wanted to save his body for that.
1: Now, it makes sense. I mean, at this point in the game, as far as, you know, the plan for Hogan, uh, the final SmackDown before King of the Ring was in Sacramento. And first, you and Hogan have a bit of a skirmish to open the show. Then later, after Triple H defeats uh, Billy Gunn, you come out to attack attack Triple H. Then Taker comes out. But you accidentally hit Taker with a chair. Undertaker's pissed and demands a match with you later in a great skit backstage involving Vince too. We're going to take a look at the skit. In the ending to that match, man, Gerwartz was on fire at this point, man. That's all I'm <laughs> yes, gonna say. He
2: was. He was always on fire.
1: <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's check it out.
2: Bust him up, no, just calm down. All right? I'm not gonna calm down nothing when he gets
5: here. Kurt! What the heck's he doing here? Wait, just a minute. Let me explain something to both of you. First of all, just back off for a moment, okay. You checks you that you can't cash, boy. I can't. No, no, listen. Damn it. Both of you, listen to me now what we've got here is a volatile situation that's gotten a little bit out of hand and that's not what i'm looking for that's not what that's not what our fans are looking for our fans want good clean competition damn it all right so that's what i want to see i don't want to see anyone bust anybody up that's not what this match is about this match is about good clean did you hear me now damn it this match is about good clean competition so now i want you two to do the right thing before you get out there In the right frame of mind, just shake hands.
4: (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna shake his hand. He's threatened to break my ankle, and you want me to shake his hand? Yeah, you want me to shake his hand? He left me high and dry last week, let alone he has a bad attitude. Well, you got a bad wig, and let me tell you what: you wear it out there, I'm gonna take it off and shove it down your throat. You
3: take it back. You take it back. What you gonna do, Ah, Chewball? Oh,
1: Koken still knows how to do an ankle lock. Um <laughs> <laughs> He tried. He, he tried, tried though. Oh, that was funny. So, listen, you defeat the champ, you defeat Undertaker, and I'm sure this has to be set up, you know, they're setting up vengeance, which we're going to be discussing because you you're going to take on the Taker. But do you think because of the way they book this that it's obvious to fans or you know, and I'm curious your opinion that you're going to be defeating Hulk and moving on to a world title program and, and you know, working undertaker eventually, or do you think maybe mm, they won't, they won't figure that out quite yet?
2: Well, you know what, when you, when you beat somebody before a pay-per-view, uh, usually you're going to be the one that loses at the pay-per-view.
1: That's true. They want
2: to build credibility before you do the loss. So you you want to be to beat a big star and then you lose to a big star. But at this point in time, they had the rockets behind me. They were yeah. pushing me really hard. So I defeated Undertaker, and then I went on and defeated Hogan. But well, you could look at it from two different ways.
1: That makes sense. Uh, and let's talk about something else that's happened here around this time, Kurt, and that's TNA. They're starting up around this time and had their first pay-per-view on June 19th. Did you have any thoughts about TNA as they were just starting up in their weekly Wednesday night pay-per-view format or any clue? Maybe we start there about TNA at this point in your career.
2: Well, I heard about TNA starting, and uh, you know, I, I wasn't a big, uh, uh, I wasn't a big internet guy. I didn't go on and read the dirt sheets and stuff like that, so I, I didn't really know a lot about it. Okay. But I knew that there was a company, a promotion that started up, and it's always good for the boys to have more promotions because there are more jobs. I think that's the most important thing in the world.
1: Yeah, there you go. So uh, Dave Meltzer chimes in around here, and then here's uh, some thoughts. He said, "Not sure exactly what's next for Angle." But King of the Ring will be very interesting. The only finish I can imagine is Vince costing Hogan the match, and Angle going over with a pin. Question is, will Hogan get Angle over, or at least try, or will it be, or will he kidman him? Well, there are different ideas around it, it seems much of the talk regarding future main plans revolve around Angle getting the ball to be the top guy, which you've talked about. Some talk of making him a baby face, but again, it'll fizzle like last year unless he has a strong, non-comedic, and successful heel run first, so the fans respect him more. There's also talk of putting the belt on him and having him face both faces and heels like an old-time champion. Of all the guys in the company, he does have the most ingredients of an old-time champion, but this time, unlike his previous title runs, he'd be portrayed as the real top guy. In addition, my feeling is they need to keep Angle happy more than ever before because he's got a major decision a few months regarding the Olympics. This pay-per-view is actually Hogan's biggest test more than Angle's. Angle may not be able to get a good match out of Hogan, or he may, but he's already established he can get uh, one out of everyone else. With Hogan, the question is, can he at least deliver a decent match? But more, he's in the position now where he has to legitimately make a nearly top guy into a top guy. His match, more portrayal in the match, and doing a clean finish at this point is going to be either start him on the road or detour him. This match is both Hogan's test of having to be a team player for once in his career, and second, WWE's recognition that the easy angle slipping over after getting killed after kill after excuse me after getting killed the whole match when Vince interferes may have been the right call when the match was booked, but it's the wrong call today. I'm sure management's feeling that they probably didn't want to have him leave for the Olympics is only uh stronger now because his loss will be more significant now with the talent's depth on top being so thin, so this is a big spot and a big role for you, buddy. You've been a champion uh, a couple times, top heel, top baby face, but this Hogan spot is unlike any other. How much pressure are you putting on yourself, if any?
2: Well, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself because I knew Hogan was getting up there in age. He was very limited. And I had a reputation of having great matches with everybody. And I wanted to have a great match with Hogan too, to prove to everybody that no matter who it was, I would have a great match. And Hogan was, you know, he could still go at this particular time but he was a bit limited because of his age.
1: One of the things that Meltzer mentioned in the article was they want to do, it should do everything they should to keep you happy at this point because of the Olympics coming up. Um, do you think that that was real in Vince's mind? Do you think that was a real thought process as far as, Hey, we are strapping the rocket ship to Kurt's back because we want to make sure that he feels like he is our top guy because we don't want him to potentially bolt down the road and and maybe go for the Olympics or or some other thing?
2: Well, regardless of whether I was going to go to the Olympics or not, I think there was the perfect time for me to be the top guy. Um, I I proved myself for the past couple of years and it was my time. So regardless whether I was going to the Olympics, which obviously I didn't because I broke my neck in early 2003. um, I think that that this was my time to be a top guy and, and the company knew.
1: Yeah. So, so taking the whole storyline narrative that Meltzer's almost trying to create out of this, it simply put, it was just your time to be the top guy. You had earned your stripes and they loved you. They loved yes, your, your, your comedic presence. They love what you could do in the ring. You could work with virtually anybody to his point. So screw the whole Olympic narrative. You never even made it there to your point, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know? So, uh, they just really believed in you as a performer. Without a deal, it yes. So there it is. Meltzer, uh, creating more storylines. Uh, Kurt, I want to pause here and talk about pressure. And what I don't want to see is our listeners or their families ever have to be under the stress or pressure of not having made the right call when it comes to life insurance. Yes. It's time to tell you again about something that I'm super passionate about, and it's about goliathlife.com. And to me, it's really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit GoliathLife.com, and I mean right now. Listen, I've lost two friends in their 40s in the last year and a half, and I don't even want to think about it. What their families would be going through had they not had life insurance. If you don't have it, get it. Protect your family. And I suggest you go to GoliathLife.com because they made the process of getting affordable life insurance super easy. GoliathLife.com streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. I know because I've done it. They send someone to my office. I skip the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliathlife.com makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle. Hell, not even a phone call. Goliathlife.com is life insurance in your hands on your time. So get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. So, Kurt, how were you and Hulk backstage? Was it easy to get along with him at this point? Or was Hulk worried about you shooting on him or hurting you, <laughs> Mr. El Stiffo? Talk about your conversation, your relationship, your fodder, and all that as you, you're working together through all this.
2: Well, I wasn't gonna stiff him again. That, I was past that. <laughs> wasn't gonna happen again. But Hogan and I got along really well. And we had great chemistry in the match, and we we were we were getting along very well backstage. We were agreeable to everything that we were gonna do. Uh, we were both on the same page.
1: Ah, oh, good. That's good to hear. I'm glad to hear that everything went smooth. Because sometimes you don't know with Hulk, you don't know how it's gonna go. Uh, you know, he likes to go over a lot, brother. And uh, so I'm glad to hear that that's how it worked. So we're at King of the Ring now. It's June 23rd. We're in Columbus, Ohio. We have the clip. We're going to play it here for you, Kurt. Our final clip of the week. It's Hogan versus Kurt, King of the Ring. And then I'm going to read some uh, feedback from Meltzer, and we'll have some fun with that. Let's take a look.
3: So what he knows best—a straight American right hand. Look at this Kurt. Oh, Look, look at This go. is that pure instinct, man. Slam. And Kurt Angle can't believe it. He may break down and cry. Oh, and he won't. He's not gonna cry. Oh. He got the straps. He's got the go. Wait a minute.
2: Hogan tapped. first time ever as a baby face <laughs> man
1: that's yeah, not many people I've, i'm gonna say uh, you don't hear that call hardly ever if ever hogan tapped that's yeah. pretty cool man it's crazy huh that's a lot of fun though and soon as the match is over he has to run over and throw that stinky sweaty hairpiece back on didn't you kurt
2: yes Yes, the stinky hair piece. I want to put it back on my head. It was my natural hair, brother.
1: Oh, please. (laughs) So this is what Meltzer had to say. In a sense, the biggest story that should have been played up is the finish of the Kurt Angle Hulk Hogan match with Angle winning via tap out with the ankle lock. There really only was one finish that it should have been done. And this was it. Okay, Meltzer's praising this. Hogan in no way Kidman dangle and put him over as strong as he was going to do. This was probably the first time Hogan as a babyface here. Curtis like, we—it's like we read this or something. I honestly, I didn't read this part of Meltzer. It was the first time Hogan as a babyface had ever lost a match via submission, and certainly the first since he first became a star in the WWF in 1979. I can only recall a few previous submission losses, all as heels. There was one to Antonio Inoki in the early New Japan days, one to Lex Luger in Detroit to set up a re-winning of the title a few days later, and he may have for Sting at some point. A lot depends upon how this his result is played up on SmackDown, if it'll be a big deal to springboard angle to the next level or be something that ultimately means nothing. We just talked about it, man. This is a big deal. Uh, seriously, though, you, Meltzer's right. You never saw Hogan tap out. And here he is tapping out to you. What, talk Talk to us about it. The, coming up with that ending and deciding and Hogan saying, sure, I'll, I'll tap out to your ankle. lock." Like, do you remember that?
2: Hey, well, I'm going to tell you, there was, a, um, I guess, what you want to call it. There was something extra that Hogan wanted in there to make sure that He had a ripe in case we were going to continue the program. Okay. So what he said is when I get to the ropes, you're supposed to break free. And I grabbed the ropes and I held on and you pulled me off the ropes. So I, you should have broke your ankle lock there. And uh, so what he was going to do, if we were going to continue on with the storyline between Hogan and I was go back on TV and say, Hey, I got to the ropes and you didn't break the lock. And uh, so that match was illegitimate. So Hogan wanted a gripe. He wanted to make sure that people knew that he didn't really tap out. And I was cool. I said, Hogan, whatever you want to do, that's cool. As long as you tap out the end, I'm fine with that.
1: (laughs) And and you know what? Nobody even remembers that Meltzer didn't even bring it up. So no, he did get to the ropes. He
2: hugged it really tight too. Yeah. But you would have hurt him at the, um, Right before he tapped, he said, I got to the ropes. I got to the ropes. Did you hear him yelling that? No, nah, I nah, wasn't paying attention okay. to that part. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was watching Kyoto and Kyoto was intensely in his face.
2: Are
0: you going to give? Are you going
5: to
2: give? It was That's so good. That's what he was saying. I got to the ropes. Ah,
1: <laughs> uh, okay. Good stuff, man. So Meltzer, it went 12 minutes, eight seconds. Uh, he said, give Hogan credit as this was no doubt. Uh, this, as this was no double cross job. He gave it two stars. So, uh, it is what it is. Uh, it's not like you were in there with, uh, Chris Jericho or <laughs> Chris
2: Benoit. Hey, it was a good match. It was it still was solid
1: stars. I thought, yeah. I yeah. Screw re-jamp. you, Dave Meltzer. Uh, so overall you said you thought it was a good match. Were there any issues at all? As far as, like you said, you didn't have really face any major issues working with Hulk, uh, as far as putting the ending together. Was Vince heavily involved or was it, was Pat Patterson? Do you remember any of that?
2: Vince was always heavily involved with my stuff back then. And especially with Hogan coming in. So yeah, he was heavily involved in this match in particular.
1: How big a deal, or is it that big a deal? You tell us getting the win over uh, a babyface Hulk Hogan.
2: Oh, it's a huge deal. I mean, it, 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 legit, it legitimizes you. you yeah. Know, you you're in the business and you make Hulk Hogan tap out within two years in the business, you have become one of the very top talents in the company. I mean, it's Hulk freaking Hogan. He's, a, he's an icon. <laughs> Hulk freaking Hogan. Hey, Hulk you freaking have, Hogan. do you have uh, any fun Hulk freaking Hogan
1: stories, Kurt, that you can share that maybe I haven't before?
2: <laughs> I do. Um, oh, this is crazy. Uh, right before King of the Ring, a week before, Vince brought me in his office and he said, listen, I'm going to bring Hulk Hogan in here and I'm going to tell him that you're winning at the pay-per-view at King of the Ring. And I want you in here because he's going to talk me out of it. I want you to make him tap out. And he said, Kurt, the reason I'm bringing you in here and while Hogan's in here is because he will talk me out of it. So I need you here. He said, listen, we're going to have two seats. He said, look, right here. These two seats are facing each other. So he had me sit down in, uh, in one chair, and the other chair was facing me. And he brought Hogan in and said, hey, Hogan, sit down. And he sat down to, in the chair next, across from me. And Vince told me beforehand, I want you to get out of your seat and put your nose this close to Hulk Hogan's nose. Oh, my God. God. So I'm like, why do you want me to do this? What is it's Hulk this. Hogan? Like, wh- what are you trying to do? What he was trying to do is intimidate Hulk. Uh, and you can't, can't intimidate Hulk Hogan. I mean, you know, he's a freaking badass. It, don't get me wrong. I mean if we were going to go at it, I knew you were going to say that, you know, I probably would have <laughs> won, but it, it was crazy that Vince wanted me to do this. So I'm just getting out of my seat and I'm leaning in. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? And Vince says, Hulk Kurt's going over by tap out next week at the pay-per-view. And Hogan looks at me. His, he his head's back like this. Cause I'm like in his face and he goes, <laughs> That was it. And, and so, for thumbs those are watching it on video, give the thumbs up. He didn't up. even say anything; he just put a thumbs up. That's wow. cool with me. So it was hilarious. I just couldn't believe Vince wanted me to intimidate Hulk Hogan.
1: <laughs> what a way! What a way to to deliver that news to Hogan. I mean, my goodness! But nobody it's knows it better than Vince. Than I don't even to deal know if Hulk
2: him. Hogan realized what it was all about. I, you know, he might have thought it was just a meeting, and that I wasn't trying to intimidate him. But, but, probably, but yeah. the crazy thing is Vince wanted me to get out of my seat and get real close to his face. Yeah, like be all like I was threatening anything.
0: him, you know, it was ridiculous. If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Save Savewithconrad.com can help. And you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Save Savewithconrad.com. My goodness.
1: Okay. Well, with that, that's something that nobody's probably ever heard before. Did uh, you ever have to do have that to again with that anybody else? Have you? Uh? Have you? Had, did you ever have to do that again with anybody else in your
2: career? No, no. This was the only time Vince McMahon wow. wanted me to get in Hulk Hogan's face. <laughs> I have no idea why. Okay.
1: Well, there you go. Well, that's uh, that'll put a bow on that one. We do have some fan questions, and uh, we're going to start with our buddy Instagram, a wrestling historian. He said Hulk Hogan has a reputation for sometimes not wanting to do business. Was he difficult to work with regarding the outcome of the match? I mean, everybody's going to ask this, I or mean, thinking it at least, but he's asking, it. we talked about it, but you said not really, huh?
2: No, no, he was cool with it. Um, he knew that Vince was putting the Rockets behind me, and he knew that he had to have the, you know, he wanted the opportunity uh, to make me look as good as I possibly could. And I, I think that I give Hulk Hogan credit because he did step up in that match.
1: Richie says, and I think you answered just by telling us how stinky it was. Did you always use the same wig or did you have multiple just in case one of them got too messed up?
2: Same wig, never washed it. (laughs) I would sweat every night in that thing, even at the house shows. And it stunk so badly. It smelled like poop.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Ben's up next. He says Hulk Hogan wasn't known for losing by submission in his career. Again. Yeah. These guys are Our people that ask questions are so smart. They don't have, I mean, are
2: smart, intelligent people. Yes. Was the
1: submission, the only finish discussed or was there talk of a pinfall when instead, so did pinfall ever come up?
2: No submission only. That's what Vince had in the plans and that's what he wanted. And that was it.
1: All right, Adam Marsden's up next. Your match with Hogan is extremely underrated, in my opinion. While he was limited in the ring due to his age and injuries, how well do you think Hulk did in his 2002 run, and did you ever imagine being in the ring with the Hulkster?
2: No, I didn't. I never thought I would be in the ring with Hulk Hogan. It was a pleasant surprise, and he was great. I mean, I, there were, I had no problems with him. He was awesome. He stepped up in that match, and I thought he performed incredibly well.
1: All right, Keith Langley, how did it feel being in the ring with Hogan and being the first person to make him submit?
2: (laughs) I felt like I was on top of the world. Uh, You know what? I'll give you a quick story. Mark Coleman, the UFC champion, he was there. Okay. He came up to me afterward. He's like, holy shit. You just made Hulk freaking Hogan tap out. You are the man angle. Now, Mark Coleman and I have a backstory. We used to beat each other up for the Olympics. So he beat me. I beat him. We were back and forth. He was a 1992 Olympian. I was a 1996 Olympian. So we were enemies and we were friends. And he went to that show that night. And That's he cool. He was a huge Hulk Hogan fan. And he couldn't believe I made Hulk Hogan tap out. He was marking out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So even, yeah, Mark was marking out. But even he understood how big that was for a star yes, he of did. The magnitude yes, of
2: Hogan. Right.
1: Uh, Slovakia 99. Kurt, do you miss your King of the Ring 2002
2: hairstyle? I miss it dearly.
0: Oh please. I love that hair it had so
2: much volume. It was beautiful. And especially Muppet. wearing that, wearing that headgear on top. It reminded me of my college days. <laughs> you look like Muppet angle. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, Eric's up next. He said, does Kurt consider his bout against Hogan as the biggest
2: match of his entire career? You know what? It would have been if it was, uh, WrestleMania or SummerSlam, but unfortunately it was King of the ring. So I can't put it up there with, uh, you know, my, my, uh, top matches at WrestleMania and, and SummerSlam. But I will tell you this beating Hulk Hogan is definitely in my top 10.
1: Ah, there you go. Uh, RJ asks, how difficult was it to wrestle in the wig?
2: Oh, it was a pain in the ass. You know, I had to make sure it didn't fall off. I had to make sure my headgear was snapped. Um, It it was a bit of a nuisance, but at the same time, after a while, I just forgot about it and I was able to wrestle normally.
1: Yeah, I can imagine it's just one more thing that you kind of have to worry about. Because like you said, you wanted to keep it on for every move and everything you did. (laughs)
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, Brad Stanton's up next when Hogan agreed to the submission, did he happen to tell you how many times he'd submitted over the last 20 years? Did you have any clue about like his submission track record or lack thereof? Should I say?
2: No, I didn't. He never mentioned it. And, uh, I was surprised that he agreed to it. Uh, you know, knowing that he never pat tapped out as a babyface before in his career and he was doing it now, I was, uh, kind of, uh, surprised.
1: Speaking of which, have you reminded him since then, Kurt? How you made him tap out at all? Like you throw that in his face whenever you see him?
2: I don't remind him. No, no. Not in TNA or anything. I'm not going to do that to Hulk Hogan. Okay. I'm just happy I got to make him tap. That's good enough for me.
1: That's good enough. All right. Didn't know if you busted the balls with that. <laughs> Dylan is up next. Was Hogan one of the easier or one of the harder wrestlers to work with in the ring?
2: Very easy. Very easy, very basic. Uh, You know, at this point in his career, he was a little bit more limited, but but very basic and very easy to work. He had so much charisma and he sold like a son of a bitch. That was his best two things. And that's what carried him.
1: All right. Tyler's up next, man. Lots of questions. This is fun. Tyler says, I've been waiting since the show began for this topic. So he's been waiting a long time to hear this show. In 2002, WWE had released the Hulk still rules DVD set. And for the last 20 years, I've had a line from one of the, it had a, there's a line from one of the promos that's stuck in my head. And it might be one of my favorite, one of yours, who was responsible for coming up with the line about when you were training for the Olympics you beat tougher Russians and Iranians than Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Freaking Sheik. Do you remember who helped come up with that line?
2: That was Brian Gowart. It had Brian written all over it again. He was the best writer in the WWE. He is amazing. Absolutely loved working with the kid.
1: There you go. JT's up next. Kurt has talked before about trying to blow up guys like Cena on purpose to see how they fared. Did he ever do this with older guys like Hogan, or was he happy to slow down to accommodate his style?
2: Okay, listen, what I did with Cena, I shouldn't even have done it, okay? It was just a test to see if he could last in the match, uh, where he, if he had endurance, because he looked like a million dollars, and he was a great wrestler, and I wanted to see if he had the conditioning. I shouldn't have done it to him, but but I did. But Hulk Hogan, I'm not going to do that with an older wrestler. And, and, and remember, John Cena at the time was a no-name. He just started out. Hulk Hogan is the biggest name in wrestling. I'm not going to embarrass Hulk Hogan and try to blow him up. That doesn't make any sense. So I had too much respect for Hulk Hogan at that particular time. And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of respect for John Cena now. I wish I didn't do that, but I did.
1: Yeah. And he was a rookie. So it was kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he
2: was a rookie in the 90s at dues. that particular
1: time. That's
2: right. Uh, what was his name at the time? Um, uh, what, what was his ring name?
1: Oh, I, uh, he was the, uh, the, um, hold on. It's coming to me. <laughs> I'll think about it. while I ask you the next question. Okay. Uh, the prototype, prototype prototype. That's right. There <laughs> it is. Uh, well, and you know what? Good, Kurt, Cause you respected your elders is essentially what yeah, you're Yes, saying. I do. <laughs> okay. Brian harems is up next with working. And here he goes with working with an older performer like Hogan. Did you have to change your style or were there certain things you like to do, but couldn't do due to a limitation uh, Hulk might've had?
2: No, I I just had to slow the match down a little bit. That's that's about it. I didn't have to change my style. I didn't have to change my move set. Hulk Hogan took the Germans, the angle slams. Yeah. Uh. So so there wasn't anything really we had to adjust to. I just knew that um that I I had to slow the match down a little bit.
1: I was going to say I noticed that he took a good angle slam because we've he seen some clips of people on here that he take them him shitty. Yeah. So Hogan <laughs> yeah. did good. Uh, Lenny Bach in our final question of the week was Kurt at all intimidated or more nervous than usual to be wrestling such a legend, uh, such a legend, such a legend, like Hulk Hogan, only three years into his WWF run. And did he appreciate the magnitude of this at the time? So what do you say? Were you nervous at all? Intimidated little butterflies realizing you're wrestling the legendary Hulk Hogan.
2: I wasn't nervous or intimidated, but I knew it was a big deal. I mean, Hulk Hogan is the man. He he will always be the most popular guy in the in the, in the sport in the profession in professional wrestling, and uh, I had a lot of respect for him and what he's done for wrestling. I mean, you, you got to remember all the matches he had and everything that he did for the business. He he was the biggest name ever.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Kurt. This was a fun one. What did you think uh, overall of King of the Ring two thousand two? This show, the clips, the Christian shit, edge, your head. <laughs> it was I a mean, great
2: show. This was fun. I absolutely this love this show today. I love it the was skits. A lot of fun.
1: I love the skits. <laughs> yeah. To me, that makes this whole thing watching back and it seeing sucks. your comedic. Especially
2: seeing Vince falling Undertaker and you couldn't get off.
1: <laughs> you guys like had a sandwich. You sandwiched Vince <laughs> yeah. between the two of you. I mean, it's just gold. I love it. All right, well, with that, let's uh, talk a little bit about some fun stuff. We're going to start with physicallyfit.com. Kurt, the videos have already been entered. The deadline's over, but people can still get their chicken snacks. Uh, why don't you share a little bit more about what you're offering
2: there? All right, we got snack smart Crispy Protein Bites and Chicken Snacks Crispy Protein Bites. High-protein, low-carbohydrate. Go to physicallyfit.com to order them. We have 11 different flavors. If you uh, are purchasing for the first time, use AnglePod and you'll get 20% off your first order. Or become a lifetime member, sign up on the website and get 20% off forever. These things are incredible. You're going to absolutely love them.
1: That's right. And more to come soon on Kurt, I guess the winner of the video contest and all that good stuff. Someone will be awarded the belt soon. We'll play the video
2: here. $3,500 belt. belt
1: that's right. So, yeah. so that's going to be uh, a lot of fun there. Also, uh, Kurt, tell them what they can find. If they go to Kurtanglebrand.com. I know you've got a ton of stuff over there, including cameo videos and uh <laughs> cowboy. Got hats a bunch and all of
2: stuff. stuff, uh, T-shirts, cameo video messages, birthday cards, uh gosh, uh autograph photos, cowboy hats, milk cartons. We got the whole ball of wax. Go to Kurtanglebrand.com and order yours.
1: Yeah, there you go. Support uh our man Kurt angle over there today and make sure you grab something. I'm telling you, cameo videos, he makes them well worth your money. Uh so support Kurt in that venture. Also check out wildcatbelts.com. Uh we are down to two belts left of the American hero Kurt Angle belt, which is a beautiful, beautiful belt. If you're watching us on video, uh Kurt is pulling that over now for you to check out. But there's pictures of it online. Uh it's the leather is impressive. It's just it's just top notch from Andrew, our friend, our buddy. It's a great belt. He lives in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, there. So he put he's a huge Kurt Angle fan, but he does all the WWE, the NFL. NXT belts and so many others. We could be here all day with the companies that he worked with, Uh, (laughs) but, but two left two left, so check it out. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on is a uh, big event here for all things Conrad Thompson Podcast. That's StarCast.com. Make sure you check out that massive event, the end of July. Uh, so much going on. The r- roast of Ric Flair. Uh, the r- final match of Ric Flair will be there. Uh, some big time uh, folks will be in attendance. And If you can't make it to Nashville, you ha- we have a fun web address for you. starcastwithkurt.com. If you check that out, that's where you can Order it and watch it all exclusively on fight TV, starcastwithkurt.com uh, and enjoy that show there. And then finally, as we kicked off this week, it is Saturday, August 27th, wrestling night at the park for the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers with Kurt. Angle, he's going to be there. He's going to have brand new knees. He's ready to go. He's throwing out the first pitch, signing autographs, kissing babies, taking pictures. He's doing the whole shebang. He's doing everything but hitting home runs. You want to make sure you're there. Part of it, I'll be there with him too. We're going to have a blast. Check it out. Google Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. Go to schedules and promos links on their site. Scroll down to August 27th, and you'll see that beautiful blue-eyed Kurt Angle. Uh, right there, and you can see what's being offered as part of that package. Kurt, I think that'll just about do it for us here this week.
2: All right, I had a blast today, Paul. How you doing
1: physically before we sign off? Can you give the fans I'm an update? Doing all right.
2: Yeah, yeah, my knees are—they're coming along. They're—they're they're really sore though. It's going to take Is a it? few months before I'm back to normal. Uh, nine months in particular to be completely <laughs> fully recovered, but I think I could do it in like four
1: you're insane you're insane you're insane but if anybody can do anything it's her freaking <laughs> angle uh so man we're all behind you and hopefully uh i can see you're getting out some i saw father's day bucco di peppo and having yeah. a nice italian meal that looked like what was that big ziti with mozzarella all over it i mean my goodness everything
2: We had you- chicken parm we had big ziti we oh, had pasta God. with meatballs yeah
1: Look at was Kurt awesome. Angle going off the diet, but I hope you had a <laughs> F- father's day was last Sunday. I hope you had a great father's day, but, uh, man, I, it's so good to hear that you're doing so well with your recovery. And, uh, we'll be back again next week for another fun show. And next week's show, we're, we're bringing back a surprise guest. We're not going to say who it is, but we're really looking forward to it. And I know all of you will too. On behalf of the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell. We'll see you next time here on the Kurt Angle show.